Hello and welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And so yeah, so we took last week off. Uh, didn't really have a whole lot going on. I wound up going down to Oklahoma. Uh, check on my granddad. I wish I actually would have recorded some of the conversations with him because we did actually talk about like a movie going experience of like the 1950s. Oh, really? Yeah, the 50s and 60s. Mostly the 60s. Yeah, because we were talking about the drive-ins. I told him that you know, ours was opening up this weekend, which apparently, according to our corporate overlords, it was pretty successful. They had sold out shows even going into yesterday, Sunday. Um, so yeah, so, so we talked about that and he was telling me about how, you know, uh, of course he grew up on a farm in Kentucky and so money was kind of hard to come by. Um, so he goes, you know, you might get $5, you know, spend 50, 50 cents a, a person taking a girl on a date to the movies. So that's a dollar. And then maybe $2 getting your popcorn and your drinks and, you know, $2 for something else. And you wind up wiping out your $5 pretty quick. Uh, but it was just kind of fun to, to hear him talk about that. I wish I would have recorded it, like I said. Uh, have I ever told you about my dad and how he, uh, he got free movies? No. So, he, of course, he grew up in extremely small town, you know, rural Missouri. Yes. And they had, but they had a movie theater. Mm-hmm. and it was his job him and I don't remember how many other boys that the theater would print up a flyer with their show times for the week and he would take these flyers and on his bike he would drive around uh his hometown and I think two other neighboring towns mm-hmm. and he would deliver these flyers with the show times to house to all the houses in like the three towns and so he got free movies for doing that interesting well, that's one I think way. it was like a two-screen theater, some yeah, tiny, something like that. Well, the way they used to distribute films back then was a little different too. So, yeah. um, my grandma, great, great grandma, great, great grandma. I don't remember which now. Either great or great, great grandma on my mom's side mm-hmm. uh, played the organ for the silent movies. The the theater huh. there too. Nice, different theater, but yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did that. And, uh, of course I realized what part of the country I was in as soon as I got in his house and he had a hat on his, uh, not that I I'm getting into this political thing, but I just thought it was funny. So I'm telling you about it. He has a hat that I'm pretty sure my uncle gave him. It's a red one. And instead of saying make America great again, or whatever other funny slogan you can think of, it says, uh, reelect that motherfucker. And it is signed by Ted Nugent. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so one of the interesting things I found while I was down there, uh, I think I kind of texted you about it and I, I told you there's, you know, I'm very much, I'm going to put my mask on, protect you, try to protect myself, mm-hmm. you know, try, try to prevent as much spreading as I can. Right. Yeah. I told you outside of the employees at the local Walmart I went to, I think for every 15 or 20 customers, I'd find one mask on anybody. Um, and then in the county north of where we're at, they, there's a large disparity in the number of cases because I think the county north of us had like 166. Yeah. The county I was in had like 12. And I'm going, and the reason it shot up that much is apparently because a group of, uh, group of people went up to that county and partied and then came back. Of course. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, also had a good laugh because 
I, here's what I love about driving through like medical, middle America and rural America is you get to see mm -hmm. all these very politically charged signs. Oh Lord. Somebody there in West Central Missouri down around somewhere between Butler and Nevada okay. had a sign up and it was very much targeting somebody named Wellston and I want to say Hughes. I'm assuming that they are local politicians. I would get, that would be my guess, yeah. They were very upset about the stay-at-home order and told Wilson and Hughes that they can take their, quote, unconstitutional order and shove it straight up their ass. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And then, of course, there was another one I saw that was... And it's funny, when you see those signs, they're never, like, well done. It's like they're put on a huh. sheet or a big yeah. piece of banner paper and painted on. Because they're rednecks, they're, they they want it done fast, not well. Right. They just want to get their point across with whatever supplies they happen to have on hand. You say that. You say you, that. So, you think so, they're spending money on this? So hold on. Other than you know a bed sheet and a sharpie. So there's another side along the way. All right, and I want, I can't remember if it was before or after that. I want to say it was before that. Before that. So you say you say that. Other bunch of rednecks put up a sign they actually put it on the side of like an old uh an old 18 wheeler trailer mm -hmm. and so it actually looks like it's it's actually professionally done and so this one this one says um are you a uh what was it are you a not a provider uh maybe, maybe are you a provider or a parasite and then it proceeds to announce in big bold letters underneath uh democrats are parasites and I just went, huh, somebody put money into that. Yeah. Put money into that. And I'm just going, look, I've got my own political opinions, but uh, not enough to broadcast them on the side of the road. <laughs> not like that. Speaking of signs, did you see the protest sign that I retweeted with the John Mulaney gif? Yes. Pro protest sign from England. I couldn't find one that said, I know how big letters should be. Yes. So I had... I just went with a John Mulaney winking at the camera. Yep. What did that sign say? I couldn't remember. It was supposed to say, I am a free man, not a number. That's right. But it was not laid out well. Mm -mm. And so it was, I, I am free, not a man. I am number? Yes. Something like that. Yep. Either way, free man was stacked on top of each other. And then not a number was was big, was big along the bottom yeah or a number was big yeah yeah i am a free not a man a number that's what it was yeah that yeah. was that was in the uk though that wasn't here it was can't blame for can't blame american rednecks on that one no we can't so uh but yeah but no. it did make me chuckle yeah no I, honestly i have to say that seeing those signs regardless of whether or not i agree with them are probably my favorite part of road trips <laughs> because inevitably, yeah. you're going to all, all, obviously, you're going to see a lot of people that are angry at one side or the other. Well, because I mean, it's it's at least it gives you a chuckle. Usually, when you drive through rural Missouri, all you see is the you know, are you going to heaven or hell? Yeah. Jesus saves, like just generic well, religious messages. At least now, you know, you get to see how creative they are. Well, and that. Yeah, well, and so it, that's going that's going through you know south there uh, west central to south southern Missouri. Yeah, and then or you know southwest Missouri, 
If you go across middle Missouri, like towards Columbia, this is my favorite. You'll have stretches where it's billboards for MU, Northwest Missouri State, mm -hmm. your alma mater, um, you know, various colleges, businesses, outlet stores. And yeah. then you get one of those big, you know, anti-abortion signs right across the way from it. You get a big old adult superstore, triple X sex shop. And I'm going America. <laughs> like that's my True. favorite. That's my True. absolute favorite. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, so speaking of billboard signs, so as I'm going through, I get crossed over into Oklahoma and, uh, you know, everybody kind of talks about like regional burger chains. Like, you know, if you go out west, everybody's all about in and out and all that. Uh, I can't remember what it is out east. Down in, in Texas and like up into Arkansas and Oklahoma, it's Whataburger. And I've had Whataburger and I will vouch for Whataburger. It's fantastic. I text you and Nikki. So I'm driving I, in. I think I ate a Whataburger. Yeah. On the way down. Uh, when I was in college, we went down to Austin for um, small college intercollegiate band. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty sure we stuck because we drove down. It was about six of us and our band director over spring break that we just piled in a rented, you know, panel band and drove down there. Yeah. A long ass drive. Pretty sure. We, I know we stopped at Brahms because I've been to Brahms a couple times. Oh, yeah. we also my family took a vacation to grand lake in oklahoma yeah but i think we stopped at whataburger mm -hmm. and i remember just being like it's a burger joint it's a damn tasty burger joint like not saying it's bad just right. there was nothing to me that was like this is the greatest thing ever yeah like it's 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 a fast food burger joint it's good i mean that's fair and i get that and i feel that way about like culver's because i know a lot of people go on about culver's or five guys or very like when i go to burger places i prefer like when i'm traveling to go and hit like a local burger joint yeah. local places i said the only burger place i can think of that i'd rave about is johnny ray's yeah yeah um, and that's that's a local place so yeah so but to me but to me whataburger is the best of like the fast food chain burgers you know that i can go and hit the drive-through and all that that's fair uh they have something that i did not know i needed in my life until i tried it and i told you and nikki about it and you guys were skeptical uh, i mean i'll try it but i think you need to try it I, i'm gonna figure out how to make it it's just it's a dr pepper milkshake and if if you looked at that and said because I, I would have said, okay, if that's a Mountain Dew milkshake, I'm skeptical already. But Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper's got the 27 flavors in it. It's sweet. It's already, mix it with vanilla. It's going to be good. So why not turn it into a milkshake? Best damn milkshake I think I've ever had. Because some of us have anxiety and the idea of ordering something that you don't know if you like it is terrifying. Right. But if Especially I tell you since that, if you get it and you don't like it, right, your anxiety also does not allow you to go back up to the counter and admit you don't like it and get it switched up for something else. You are just right. stuck with it. Yeah. And that's why you take, throw it away. That's why you take people like me so that way I'll go up there True. and get you the new thing. So, because I or just I'm make you order it and let me try it. I mean, you didn't have to twist my arm to order this because I love Dr. Pepper and I'm going, that sounds awesome. It's kind of right, like. But it's kind of like Sonic put out the uh, peanut butter and bacon milkshake a few years ago. 
I don't think I've tried that, but I've had peanut butter milkshakes. Yeah. And I know that peanut butter and bacon go well together. Yeah. So that one's did, not as scary to me. That's interesting. See, because when I saw it, I went. Because it's a flavor combination I've had before. And so I know okay. what to expect. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Versus yeah. Dr. Pepper and a milkshake. What? I Yeah. It, I it, don't it, know what to expect out of that. So anxiety yeah. brain goes, no. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you, it tastes like Dr. Pepper with vanilla okay. ice cream. It tastes good. Okay. It tastes good. So you would actually like it, I think. So okay. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, well, then I'll take your milkshake and I'll drink it. So anyway, but yeah. So yeah, that was my road trip adventures. I took Reese with me uh, and left the other three dogs here. And that poor baby, she enjoyed the car ride part of it. But then like we got to my granddad's and the entire rest of the time we were there, I had to drag her out to go out back to go potty. And she wouldn't, uh, she would never come past the recliner. So basically my granddad's house, the way it's laid out down on the first floor is living room. There's no real divider. It's just living room and dining room and then kitchen over to the side. Yeah. Um, so he's got these two recliners there that kind of act as a gateway to the dining area and we would sit there because my granddad is awful and smokes in the house but i digress old man he can do it whatever so i actually have to wash my mask now that i use when i go out because it smells like cigarette smoke yeah yeah but whatever anyway reese would not come past those chairs to the point where like my granddad would throw treats across the room and like try to make a trail to get her to come over to us and she wouldn't do it and she'd get the treats, but then she'd immediately go back. <laughs> so, so yeah. Other than that, I had a good little little trip. It was nice. I don't know this place, and I'm too old for this shit. Take me home. I think what it was is she didn't have her pack with her, and she. And so when we first got yeah. there, my one of my granddad's dogs didn't uh, smell right. Yeah. Well, one of my granddad's dogs didn't uh, wasn't exactly welcoming. Because <laughs> we stopped at my yeah we stopped at my uncle's place on the way back, and she had a much better time there. Of course. He's got three dogs, and of course, you know, she's playing with one of them. And then he's also got turkeys, ducks, and chickens. Hmm. And so at one point, she wound up chasing the turkeys and ducks and chickens, and it was kind of comical. So other than that, when I got home yesterday, she was she was pretty happy to be home. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she actually snuggled up with Riker last night in bed, and it was sweet. Yeah, so... You're obnoxious, but I missed you anyway. Yeah, I was like, uh, at least I'm familiar with you. <laughs> You're not constantly trying to mount me. So, anyway, did I miss anything interesting while I was gone? No. I don't think so. We're getting our house painted. Interior or exterior? Exterior. Oh, cool. Steel siding, like 30, 40 years old. Okay, so it's due. Literally, when you would touch the house, your hands would come back white because the paint was just flaking off. Not even flaking off, like it was like powdery. Yeah, D dusty. So yeah. it was time. I gotcha. All right, well, you ready to jump into some movie news, some of which will affect us and or our industry? Yep. Cool, let's do it. So let's lead off. We've been following this movie for, what, two years now? Almost three well, probably three with production. Yeah. New Mutants has a new <laughs> release date. 
So after after it was supposed to come out, what, April 2018 and getting pushed back yes. to August 2018 mm -hmm. and then to what, August 2019? Yes. They got pushed back again to April 2020, which as because, we know. Yeah. The first two times it was just they wanted to tweak it, I think. Yeah. Was it testing well? They wanted to tweak it. Right. And then it was pushed back from 2019 to 2020 because the, the Disney Fox murder. Right. We're like, we got more important things to worry about. And I think Disney was going to retool it. And then after a while, they were like, no, I think they couldn't get everybody back to the reshoot. Yeah. That was that. Because it had been too having. long. Yeah. And so they were just like, screw it. We'll just release it mm -hmm. in its original form as the director intended and call it good. Yeah. And then coronavirus. Oh, so it's had, it's had four release dates. This will be like number that. five. I think so. I almost wish they would just put it on Hulu already. Yeah. You know they're not going to put it on Disney Plus. It's it's not family friendly from what the trailer makes it look. Yeah. It's not family friendly enough. Yeah. So yeah. So it uh, it is scheduled to hit theaters August twenty eighth. Um. Let me see. Uh, there was yeah. There was apparently there's intense speculation that that it would bypass theaters and go to streaming. Um, okay, yeah, so it was April 2018 to February 2019 to August 2019. That's what it was. Um, and the reason was, yeah, for the reshoots that they couldn't get everybody together on. Um, so they finished visual effects, and that's supposed to be April of this year. And well, now here we are on a fourth release date. Um, but then we closed in March. Do what? But then it, we all closed in March. Right, right. So um yeah and there was i found another article about this that was kind of about why why they couldn't uh couldn't release it or shouldn't release it on hulu or disney yep here it is uh this one's from ign and let's see du -du -du -du. sorry trying to find this uh, let's see. So Fox opted for the reshoots. So the Rona came around. All right. So uh, 20th Century Fox had existing cable rights deals in place for some of their titles at the time that they were or they were acquired by Disney. And so that's why. So so Fox had already gotten this ready to go for theatrical release. So they have obligations yeah. now that Disney has to fulfill. Hence why it's it's going through the theatrical process. Um, yeah. It also means, uh, let's see. Yeah, so all Fox films released for the next two years during that, that time frame or this time mm -hmm. frame right now, I guess, um, they have to premiere on HBO Now or HBO Go or HBO Max first. Oh, I didn't Because know that. HBO has the streaming rights. Yeah. So henceforth, couldn't release it. So we kind of wondered why they wouldn't do that. And now, yeah. now knowing that, that makes actual that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Especially since those deals get ironed out years in advance. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I, all right, well, cool. We're going to need product in theaters anyway and sure. need something to watch. I, Honestly, I'd prefer to watch something like this, uh, this big kind of horror film in theaters anyway. I agree. Um, you know, because you and I have spoken about the, the communal experience of seeing movies in theaters. 
Uh, and while some things you can get away with watching at home, I'd rather. There's just a lot that I'd rather watch in theaters. So Same. and see it on a big screen. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. So um, here's another piece of Disney-related news. Uh, so they announced last week that we talked about there being a Hamilton movie where it was basically a recording of the stage show mm -hmm. that was going to go to theaters in 2021. That it, sounds right. It's now been moved up to July 3rd, 2020. So just in time for, uh, mm -hmm. for Independence Day. So, uh, which of course theater owners said they are not you know, upset about the decision to take it from from the theatrical calendar to that. Disney needs content for for Disney Plus. Yeah. Let's be honest. I feel like I've already gone through about half of it just watching DuckTales and Darkwing Duck <laughs> and Star Wars shows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think launching it on Disney Plus is a good good idea because uh, not everybody's going to go out to see that in theaters. Yeah. The hardcore theater nerds will, the fans of the musical will. Um but not not average Joe, I don't think. At least not beyond the first weekend. Yeah. So agreed. Yeah. Uh but let's see. So yeah, so though this is from Whiteshed Media Analyst Rich Greenfield. He said that this is a commercial film, but not a blockbuster film, something they had hoped for a theatrical slot. And are pulling back simply because they need something to put that Disney or put into that Disney Plus pipeline. So, as we know, we're not probably going to have a delay on some of the live action like Marvel shows that they're doing. I know yeah. you shake your head because I know you're thinking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just want this show already. I know you do. I'm I'm ready for Mandalorian season two. I just hope they can get the special effects done in time. Um, so yeah, so they're trying to kind of bulk up their original content on there, but something a little more broad than, uh, what they have been doing. Yeah. Um, which now reminds me, I kind of wonder what's going on with that, um, that Jedi Temple, Legends of the Hidden Temple show thing that we talked about months and months ago. I don't know. I don't either. I haven't heard anything about it in a while. I haven't either. I, obviously, they're not going to be working on it right now. Just no, because. and there's there's probably a lot that they're not making announcements on until they have a better idea of where we'll be and when. Mm -hmm. At what time? Well, you notice that this past week there were a lot of announcements based around the Mandalorian and the Star Wars stuff, mm -hmm. and it all came right after Clone Wars ended its series. So, because like big news this week was Timothy Oliphant joining the cast of. Mandalorian season two. Well, they can do casting and writing and whatnot remotely. They can pretty right. much do almost everything except for shooting. Yeah, which so yeah to keep to kind of keep people happy and interested and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They'll release that info to kind of keep hype about it going. Yeah, just have to wait for the actual content. Right. Yeah. Felt safe for them to produce it. Yeah. I, uh, well, and the, the interesting thing about that too is that with like Mandalorian, they haven't, they've already said the show is done shooting. Mm -hmm. So it's really just post-production work that I'm sure needs to be done, which means Timothy Oliphant's already shot his scenes for the show. So the fact that they've been able to keep it under wraps for this long, because I think they've been done shooting for a little bit, is pretty impressive. So, and now they're getting to announce, you know, we've got him. We've got Katie Sackhoff yeah. coming back as Bo-Katan. Um, 
you know. It's, it's, it's Disney. They can scare people into shutting their mouths. It's because they have ninjas. They have ninjas and snipers. <laughs> they all wear mouse ears. If they know. can keep details of the Avengers under wraps, like That's, all every single like Marvel secret ever, right? They they can keep some casting announcements for Mandalorian which, secret. Yeah, which in and of itself is impressive, just because Tom Holland and uh, oh god, Mark Ruffalo cannot keep a secret to save their lives. I still think they use. Maybe not as much Mark Ruffalo, but I'm pretty I'm pretty confident they used Tom Holland to announce things and pretend yeah. like he leaked it. Yeah, I don't like know. the first couple of times it happened. It was genuine. He can't keep his mouth shut, but then they scared him into actually keeping his mouth shut and said, "No, you're going to keep your mouth shut until we tell you otherwise." Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know because to me. Uh, Mark Ruffalo doing a live stream and then accidentally putting it into his pocket during the Thor Ragnarok premiere and letting the audio for the first 20 minutes slide. I don't know. I just Tom Holland accidentally showing the first page of the script and revealing the title. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that I don't think it's an accident at all. That's not an accident. There's no. no way that was an accident. Yeah. I don't care how much you can keep your mouth shut. You know not to take a picture yeah. of the title page and post mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, so they they just use them to reveal things and make it seem like it's a leak. Haha, <laughs> it's so funny they can't keep the mouth shut. It's true, it's true. So, but yeah, so there you go. So Hamilton's coming out on July third. Uh, the Forever Purge. I didn't even know this was coming out this year. Yeah, you text me about that, and I'm like, the what? Yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm shocked because they're low budget enough. Blumhouse gets away with making them you know yeah. a couple you know a few million dollars and then they don't have to do a whole lot of marketing for them until a month or two before release yeah so this was supposed to come out july 10th possibly the last film in the series um so it hasn't been redated yet doesn't have any release date yet but yeah i didn't know this movie was coming out yeah i didn't either so and especially for a franchise that i think gets better with every installment um, you know, I thought, obviously I thought Anarchy was great and Election Year was fantastic, but even the first Purge, uh, not the original Purge, but the first Purge, yeah. um, where they go back and tell the story of the first Purge, that I thought was an excellent piece of not just action thriller, but also the, the socioeconomics and politics of everything. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we've gotten more of that as the as the series has progressed. Um, so my understanding on this one is that I think it's supposed to take place uh, after uh, the purge is supposed to be ended, and mm. of course, people revolting, wanting the purge back, is what my understanding is. I'm not. Don't sure. take me, you yeah. know, at my word on that. Um, but yeah. Uh, like I said, kind of interesting. That's the first of the July dates, though, that's been pulled. Um, yeah. You know, of course, AMC has already said they weren't going to show Universal movies anyway, so we'll we'll see how long it lasts anyhow. Um, yeah. But that kind of leads me into my other, you know, big topic of conversation this week, which is how dependent are, are movie theaters on 
the July releases this year, which at this point now just stand at Tenet and Mulan, which are both going to be huge. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, not to, not to give out a whole bunch of details today about, uh, you know, being on a conference call. Uh, but it sounds like for at the very least for everybody to reopen, mm-hmm. we need those big movies. So yeah, the retro titles were only sustained for so long. Right. Like, okay, there's pent up demand. People are gonna want to go mm-hmm. to the movies in general, but that that will only last us two or three weeks, maybe a, maybe a month. Yeah. And then people are gonna want new movies. Yeah. And with like, because we I mean when we we do retro titles about once a month, roughly. Yeah. More, way more around Christmas, but mm-hmm. they do decently. But it's not like our retro titles sell out all the time. No, so there's not. There's long, long term. It's there's not a huge demand for retro titles. Right. It's more of a novelty. You know, you pick and choose the right movies. But I think with how everyone's been cooped up in their house, yes, everyone's gonna be rushing out to watch anything. There's gonna be the people like we we opened our drive through our drive-ins. And of course, you know, they did well, but there's also the people online that were like, really old titles. I'm not going to pay that money for old titles. There's always going to be those people. And those yeah. people won't come back until we have new titles. Right. And like I said, the demand, the interest in retro titles will, will wait as, as people start getting back in. Okay, we've been, we got the novelty of going to the theater back. You know, we're starting to get back into, you know, somewhat normal life. Can, yeah. can we get new movies now? They're not going to want retro titles anymore. Right. Um, yeah, that was, I, you and I were going back and forth about some of those comments on, on the Facebook page about, uh, about the drive-in opening up. Um, a lot of people complaining about the restrictions that were put in place. Um, yeah, well, I get it. That's to be expected. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. And I get the people that are in smaller cars with families, you know, nobody can see the screen from the back screen or back seat. I can tell you, I saw it fine back Before in my Before even closed, people got mad at our policies. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean I can't bring my own food in? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean I have to pay for my child even if they, even if I want them in my lap? Right. Yeah. It's like, there, there's no way. What do you mean you can't that. kick people out of the seats I want? Yeah. Well, I thought about tickets. Can't you drag a chair into the wheelchair spot? I have a handicap placard on my car. So, yeah. Yeah, there's no way to keep people. So my, my favorite was people. Always going to be people upset about, about stupid things. Yeah. My favorite about that was uh, the people that were upset that they couldn't get their uh, chairs out of their, their trucks and put them in front of the, the vehicle and sit around. And I'm going, no, you have to stay inside the vehicle. If you're smart and you can figure out the loophole with a truck, you can sit in the tailgate or, or in the, uh, the truck. People that had SUVs would would raise their their back, yeah, their the back end, and they would. I saw lots of pictures of people doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sprawled out, you know, taking out the back seat and sprawling out the back with blankets and pillows and just yeah. raising the back door and watching yeah. that way. Like there's. In your car is a very loose definition. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the people that are going, well, I, you know, my kids need to get out and, 
you know, actually enjoy the air and everything. I'm going, we can't trust you to not keep your kids from running up and down the, the aisles and, you know, yep. interacting with people and touching their cars and spreading germs and being, being whatever. Duh. We, we have issues with parents controlling their kids, you know, before all this happened. Exactly. It was almost every weekend someone come out and be like, um, someone's kid is just running up and down the, the staircase. And we have to go and be like, you have to keep your kid in the seat. Yeah. Or take them out to run off some energy. They right. can't just be running around the theater. And you want us to trust you that your kids are just going to quietly sit by your vehicle? No. No, bro. No. No. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't have been breeding anyway, but still, nah. Kids, nah, yeah, y'all stay in the fucking kids, car. Kids have to put their hands on everything. No, they do. They do. So, uh, but yeah, getting back to Tenet and Mulan, um, you know, like I said, obviously, or like you said, we obviously have to have new content to keep you from coming in. You know, um, it's, especially with things like Mulan, which is targeted towards families, Mm -hmm. It's targeted towards the Disney crowd. It's targeted towards nostalgia. It's that one's so wide ranging in its, uh, in its appeal. Yeah. That, yeah, we'll definitely be dependent on that one, but Mulan's going to be dependent on its release date with Warner brothers, not moving tenant and keeping it at July 17th, which is what Christopher Nolan wants to do. Yeah. Warner brothers won't commit, which is, troublesome from our end but at the same time you and i have both said look we're we're not working you know we've obviously we've got the stimulus package that's helping us out it's fine we want to be able to go back to work safely and have yeah. other people come to the movies safely yeah you know but then you have to look at the other side of it where you know our business owners are trying to get back to work and back to making money because at this point they're just bleeding yeah, cash reserves dry the longer it takes to get us open the worse it's going to be right so to which i say at this point especially since the summer the summer movie season is gone yeah it's our yeah. biggest time of the year that we make the most money to basically get us through the, the winter yeah it's gone yeah holiday season's not going to make up for a lack of summer this year no no so the next year is going to be rough Right. Until we can get next summer's movies. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. it does well enough to make up for it when right. we start to. Yeah. So so there it is. There's no real right or wrong answer for how we on the theater end do this. Mm -hmm. um, if you ask me, I say when we reopen, because we will reopen. When we reopen, I would say limit the number of theaters that we're showing screens in or showing movies in. Agreed. You know, 50% capacity at you know, if we have to, um, you know, every other seat or whatever, just keep everybody safe. Um, and then, you know, because we're only going to have one or two movies to show at that time anyway, maybe yeah. a couple of older titles to throw out there, but otherwise, like when we, when there's, there's going to be a lot of retro titles so we get enough releases to kind of filter <laughs> back into normal, right. normal release cycle. Right. So, but like, you know, until like there's with us, with a 16 screen, there's no sense in opening all 16 screens. No, over. no. Uh, you are not going to get that many retro titles and you're not going to get that much interest in said retro titles to justify, you know, okay, let's do four screens of the Goonie. No, right. no. One, maybe two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with limit how many screens we have available. I would keep it to the biggest screens and do 
you know like say say we don't get to to really open up until tenet comes out we get that one movie we can put that one movie on six big screens and play multiple show times a day yeah and still cycle people out like we're supposed to get everything clean like we're supposed to because that's the other thing we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut into the number of show times we can do yeah so that way we can do cleanup as well and do a thorough job of cleaning Uh, yeah we'd almost have to take a normal like a normal day depending on the length of the movie we'll have like five showings per theater right probably four to five depending on how long the movie is etc yeah but instead of doing those five shows in one theater we almost need to straight off and so have that big chunk of time between each showing in each theater yeah. to just go through and deep clean everything. Yeah. Because no. our normal just kind of take a rag with some sanitizer on it and wipe it down is not going to cut it. No. No. We're going to have we, to actually. When we open back up. Right. Yeah. Well, and i not saying that using sanitizer in a rag wouldn't, wouldn't be effective because it, it will, but we'll probably have to use <laughs> the, something a little bit stronger. Right, than... the, the quick wipe down we usually do. Right won't cut it we're gonna have to thoroughly wipe down the entire chair right recline it get every little nook and cranny yeah yeah so um yeah every railing everything that they touch every door every handle yeah around the trash cans everything yeah yeah so so yeah we will have to have people dedicated just to that we will probably when it comes to the concession stand have to space people out you know every other drawer which is going to make it take longer for people to get through the concession line. Um, you know, that's something else we have to consider as well. Now, if we can have stuff pre-bagged and ready to go, that would help, but we don't typically do that because we're trying to get everything as fresh as possible. So I think that's something that we... We have a lot of customers that don't like seeing a bag already fixed. Yeah. When they walk up, they want to see a scoop it. Yeah. Otherwise, can I get fresh? Yeah. It's so, five seconds old. It's fresh. It is fresh. Just take it. Get the hell out of my sight. Yeah, I I can say I am both looking forward to and not looking forward to that aspect of reopening. Um, because my, I, I've been home. I haven't had a whole lot of human interaction with strangers in a while. My, now, I know my, I'm decent at it. You have it. You'll, you'll be sitting there going, okay, here you go. Okay, just just go. Please don't yell. Please don't yell. I, on the other hand, will be sitting there looking for a fight, just going, oh, how do I egg this on? Oh, Karen and Richard, I'm ready to go. <laughs> my, my family has a, a Zoom call every week to mm. talk. And I was like, I haven't been yelled at in two months. What is, what's going to happen when I go back to work? You know what? We should just do an episode of this show where we, we have a few other people come on and we just, we take them as random customers and just show people what we go through on a fucking weekly basis. I think that would be fun. And it would get you practice. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you showed me those videos from the movie theater page, uh, what is that? What is movie that theater page? memes. Movie theater memes. Yeah. Recently posted two different videos uh audio well i mean they're video but you really just see audio or someone has hit record and stashed it under a counter and you just hear customers yell at i was sitting there like i think i have ptsd (laughs) like i and i I don't say that lightly i'm not trying to make a joke of ptsd like for real you you tagged me in it 
and I watched it and I could feel my blood pressure shooting through the roof just listening to it. Yeah. Like I was getting flashbacks. Megan reminded me of the lady that threw an absolute fit over the IT fee because their tickets to like, okay, so their tickets, I think I told the story on here. You have. Go ahead and refresh everybody. The, real so they bought their tickets online and they didn't get a confirmation email, which happens every now and then. And so they bought another set and then they came in and it hadn't gone through. They just hadn't got a confirmation email for whatever reason. And so they wanted the, the first one of the order refunded. Okay, cool. We don't refund the transaction fee, that IT fee. And it says it online that it is non-refundable. I object. And um, Megan, who's one of our bartenders, also has the capability of doing refunds, um, did her refund. And then they started throwing an absolute fit over it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, it was the boyfriend that had bought the tickets, but it was the girlfriend that was throwing a fit over this transaction fee, which I think is like $250-ish. Somewhere around there, it's less. It's like three bucks or less. Right. And then I keep explaining that we don't refund it. That I don't have. She's like, just put it. Just, just give me a credit to go to the concession stand. Like I don't have a way to do that. No. I can't just pull money out of thin air and put it on a gift card. Like she wanted. Like she didn't understand that there was no way. The computer did not have the capability of doing that. There was no way for me to do it. The only thing I could have done was maybe give her like a, a coupon for a free popcorn. But that's I'm not giving her. A coupon for a free large popcorn worth like seven plus bucks yeah. because she was unhappy she couldn't get 250 back but yeah. and i was sitting there at first i was sitting there fighting with her like i was not budging and but eventually poor megan who was trying to continue helping people in box office just developed this massive line because yeah. it was friday night it was friday night seven o'clock around and she, but she just developed this massive massive line and like I told her, I'd given her our district manager's info and said, contact him. I can't help you. And she was like, well, I don't want to wait, you know, three days for him to get back, you know, for this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, also suddenly going, even if I did refund it to your card, it, it's Friday night. You're not going to see that money till Tuesday at the absolute earliest. And that's on your bank, not us. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. But she finally, just, there was this long enough line, and I realized she wasn't going to budge anytime soon. And so finally, I literally, I basically threw three dollars, three ones in her face and said, this is never happening again. The only reason this is happening is I need to help customers. And she still said she was going to email corporate, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, get out of my face. But of course, anytime I deal with that, I get into fight or flight mode, where I just shut down and I do whatever I need to to deal with the customer and get them out. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm done, you've seen me, my hands literally shake. Yeah. As like all the adrenaline is trying to go out of, like all my adrenaline levels are trying to come back. Yeah. And I had to just shut down and help customers. And <laughs> afterwards, Megan was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you get that kind of, kind of reaction that, yeah for lack of a better term, PTSD kind of reaction to, yeah. to that video. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I'm sitting there watching it going, oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Because for me, that's content. Like, that's the way I look at it. That's stories that you and I get to tell. Uh, you know, I try to look at the positive thing. But I'm also, I, I have no problem getting confrontational with people. Uh, so 
I, I it wasn't even the worst either. That was just the most recent one that got to me. Yeah, yeah. That I no. can think of. No, like that I, wasn't near as bad as the dude that yelled at me because he thought someone had a gun. Yeah, well, you know, it could be worse. You could have death threats from a guy that's clearly not all there. So I yeah. will say, from speaking of the dude that yelled at me over the gun, the, the non-existent gun that we never saw. So what do you want me yeah. to do? Um, when an entire lobby full of people stops and stares at you while you're screaming at an employee and then proceeds to ask said employee if they're okay, Yep. you were in the wrong. Yeah. Because as soon as that dude walked away from me, the customer in the line next to me leaned over and goes, honey, are you okay? I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. It's like, I, it, it, yeah, it's, it's okay. She's like, that guy was an ass. Yeah. When you get that kind of reaction from other customers, you're yeah. wrong. Right. And he was, and I mean, it's not like they didn't know what he was yelling about. He was loud. Yeah. He was a very entitled middle-aged white man yelling at a very young-looking employee because I was, I think I was like 25 when I was promoted. And this mm-hmm. was maybe only a couple years after that. So yeah. I guarantee you he thought I was maybe, maybe 20. Yeah. And he's just screaming at me. Over, And he was, like I said, he was very clear about what he was yelling at me over. So I know every other employee or every other customer heard yeah. him yelling about a gun, a potential gun. Yeah. And they still were like, he was an ass. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, you know, I, I kind of live for those moments just because they give me something to laugh about, something to vent about, something to share with everybody. I don't um, yeah. That's kind of why we started doing this show. Obviously we do the movie news stuff and, you know, our own opinions on those things, but we also like sharing these, these stories about our customer engagements. Honestly, I've missed that. And it's, it's made this show a little harder to do, you know, um, you know, we can go back and talk about past experiences and all that, but hell I've drank and slept since then. So it's hard for me to remember all that shit. For uh, the dude that yelled at me on St. Patrick's day, it was like 11 AM on St. Patrick's day. And he had his kid with him, and he was already drunk. Yeah, and he was yelling at me about his movie that didn't start on time, but it did start on time. So I don't, I, I don't, I, I, that was when I literally washed my hands up and I made my other manager deal with them. Yeah, because at first he wouldn't let me leave to go check on what was going on. He just, oh, I can't you just tell me why it didn't start on time? I, 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 I need to go check the computer. It's all run by a computer. I can't tell you anything until I go look at it. Right. And I'm like, I did, we went around and around and around like that for like 10 minutes before he finally let me go upstairs. And I got upstairs to see that it started on time and the trailers were running perfectly normal. Yeah. And I literally was like, I'm done. And I made my other manager go talk to him. Like it started on time. I don't know what he wants from us. You yeah. go get with it. I'm done. Oh like, no. He was, he was cussing at me in front of his kid. Yeah. And he apologized to his kid for cussing, but not to me. Yeah person he was cussing at yeah no see see that's again that's where you and i differ because once you start cussing at me i will sit there and i will go i'm gonna stop you right there we can either have this conversation like gentlemen or you can leave i don't care what the problem is this was less than a year i think after i'd been promoted yeah i was promoted in like may of 2011 and i think this was saint patrick's day of like 2012 so i still had not i was still figuring out my my customer service that's right. persona and where to draw the line but yeah. I, the gm at the time when i we told him about it later was like you should have just told him to leave yeah 
Like, yeah, just, just next time, if he cusses at you, I'll back you up. Tell him to leave. Yep. Like, you tell me that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've always been, been of the, I will, you get three strikes. Once you start yeah. cussing at me, that can turn into strikes one and two really damn quick. Well, the, the manager I was working with, she said that by the end of the conversation, she had offered him a refund. Mm-hmm. Um, passes. Her, the, she gave him all every option, not all of this together, but she mm-hmm. said, I can give you a refund, I can give you passes for another time, or you can just go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And he seemed unhappy with every single option. And finally she goes, I have given you all of your options. Pick one. Yeah. Or I'm just going to ask you to leave, period. And I guess you end up getting refunded and leaving. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, there are days I will sit there and I will go. You're not getting a refund once you've talked to me like that. It's like the, uh, like I said, the mentally handicapped guy earlier this year that, uh, or late last year, that came at me threatening to kill me in front of the staff and customers. Uh, dropping F-bombs left and right. And I just looked at him and said, you can leave. I'm calling the cops. You know, you're not getting a refund. Yeah. You done goofed on that, you know. Uh, yeah, dealing with that, uh, of course, front of my theater down in Texas too. Um, you know, I think I've told the story of uh, the lady on Alice in Wonderland opening weekend, the I'm Grown lady. Yeah. I know I've told that one on here. Uh, oh, I'm Grown is my favorite, but I do remember the Alice in Wonderland. That, I, no, that was that, the same, that, that, that's the same story. Is it? Yeah, that's the same story. I'm grown as Alice in Wonderland opening weekend. Uh, yeah. Is this with the little girl that was begging her not to make a scene? Yeah. Wonder Watch movie. That no, was the same. The same story. I didn't know that was the same. Yeah, one. same story. So yeah, that that happened on Alice in Wonderland opening weekend. Which, for a quick recap, basically at this theater, I had signs up at the concession sta- or up at the ticket box office. We're inside a mall. Up at the ticket box office, up at the the concession stand, and then on either side of the little hallways to take you to the theaters. Basically saying, shut your damn phones off. Don't talk yeah. during the movie. Otherwise, we have a zero tolerance policy. This is like your one warning. You're done. Yeah. Even the, the ticket takers on either side are telling people, make sure your phone's shut off. We have somebody go in the theater. It says, shut your phone off. There's a little BSA before the movie starts. Shut your phone off. Little girl is like begging her mom, make sure you turn your phone off, mommy. Oh, okay, baby. Okay. I want to watch the movie. I want to watch the movie. Yeah. Well, 30 minutes into the movie. I'm getting called out and there we got to go. And she goes, she goes, I understand that you've got to, you got to have, you know, these, these rules in place for teenagers and whatnot, but I'm grown. I'm going cool. So then you understand, you know, a teenager's phone is annoying. An adult's phone is just magically not distracting. Right. Yeah. There's you just magically don't see the light that comes off of it or hear sounds or anything. Yeah. Just something happens when you turn 18, your phone just magically becomes invisible. I know, it's magic. But yeah, so I had, I can't count the number of times I had to deal with similar situations to that on a weekly basis at that theater. And like, I, so it just, it drives me up a wall anytime that we're watching a movie with the public. Like I've told you, I can't do it anymore. You know, not unless it's a small crowd or I'm, I'm in a spot where I won't see the phone lights. Like it, it has to be the right crowd. Like yeah. a Marvel movie, Star Trek movie, Star Wars movie. Yeah, where everybody's something, invested. Something that draws really nerdy crowd that's super invested. Yeah. And so, it has to be, and that still only works like premiere opening mm-hmm. weekend. Beyond that, no. Yeah, so unless it's a few weeks into release and nobody else is in the theater. Yeah. So, yeah. But. I've done um, that several times too. 
yeah, I can't, I can't count how many, how many times I had to deal with that. Um, one of my favorite issues I ever got to deal with was uh, I had to deal with these, these kids that were running up and down the hallway and their dad would not control them. So I hollered, hey, guys, no running, just like that. Obviously a little louder, just to make sure that I was heard. The dad has the nerve to yell at me for yelling at his kids. It's like, you don't have to yell at my kids like that. And I go, well, somebody needs to, so, you know, get them under control. <laughs> well, I want to speak to your manager. I'm like, I did the twirl. Hi, how can I help you? <laughs> you see the policy, no running is listed on there. You know, like, what do you want me to do? So I am, uh, I am looking forward to the day that we get those, those. My favorite was working in a Friday. It was like, I've worked through several tornado warnings. Yeah. But the last one I did, most it, it used most of them were just like weekday crowds that were pretty small and weren't a big deal. Right. Except for, you know, the anxiety comes that comes with being responsible for an entire theater worth of people while under tornado warning. Yeah. But the last one I did was like a Friday or Saturday night and we were busy. And so we didn't have room for everybody in the usual places that we put people. Yeah. And so we had some people kind of hanging out in kind of the main hallway. We didn't have room for them. It was kind of the next best thing, whatever. I don't know how many times I had to stop people. They're like, well, I just need to go to the bathroom. I am not letting you walk towards a giant glass wall, basically, to go pee. There is a tornado confirmed on the ground, not even a mile away. Yeah. Go back. Well, I can't just, no. When the tornado warning is lifted, you can go pee. Yeah. Until then, sit your ass down. Yeah. Or uh, are you going to be able to restart the movie? No. Can I restart your life if you die during the movie? Right. No. You can wait. I don't know anything until the tornado warning is lifted. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had someone ask that once when the power went out. Because the last time, the, the time it happened when it was busy, I don't think we ever lost power. Yeah. So it was just a matter of rebooting things, um, getting things paused and restarted. But the I think it was the first tornado I ever worked. Um, there's a high school literally like three blocks from us. Mm -hmm. And this itty bitty little skinny tornado went straight through a power line in the parking lot of that high school. We lost power. And people yeah. were like, are you going to be able to restart the movie? We don't have power. Well, I thought maybe you had a generator. You think we have a generator that produces enough power to not only light this entire huge building, but run 16 projectors and sound systems? No. We have a generator with enough power to have the basic amount of lights to get you out of the building. Yeah. So no. No. And we also have people coming up to the door knocking, going, "Are you? Are, can we still buy tickets? You walked through the parking lot with the tornado sirens going off and it raining sideways. No, we're not selling tickets right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were, I think we were out of power for a solid like three hours that night. Right. We ended up not running the last round because by the time the power came on, yeah. we had to go through and restart every projector, every computer, everything in the entire building. Yeah. And by the time that was done, last movie was our last scheduled movie was already done, so we just yeah. closed down and went home. Yeah. But yeah. Can I still buy a ticket? No. 
there's a tornado three blocks away. Yeah. Go sit down where it's safe. Yeah. No, definitely had to deal with that during during that blizzard. What was that last year? We we had that blizzard blow in, and so we shut down in the middle of the afternoon yeah. on like a Sunday. I and had people had people still coming up. Can I can I buy tickets for no? Oh well, I couldn't pull it up on the website. Well, hey, did you see the disclaimer on the website? It says hey, because of inclement weather, we're not playing movies if today. You see, there's a blizzard outside, and you see, there's no showtimes on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, one guy had the nerve to tell me, oh well, this is the reason. You know, this is the kind of weather I go see movies in. I'm going. You're a jackass. Congratulations, bro. bro get off the road. Like, seriously? Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. Sure you are. I got a big truck with four-wheel drive. I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Right. So. No, you can't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're closing so we can all go home and be safe. Yeah. Maybe so, you should do the same. Yeah, no. So, so like I said, I am excited to get back to dealing with that just so that way we have more content for our shows. And, uh, but like I said, I want to be able to do it safely so that way when I deal with Karen, I don't run into the risk of catching the, the Rona because she decides to scream and or spit in my face. So, I just want to know if Fred's okay. I hope Fred's okay. Fred's one of our customers. Fat we have chat. a regular, one of our older customers that's in almost every week. That's one of our favorites. Yeah. I've got a few customers that I actually like uh, that I'm on I'm on a name basis with. Uh, a couple of them, oh, yeah. actually, a couple of them actually like to sit at the bar and they'll buy multiple drinks all at once, or not all at once, but the, throughout the, the course of their time sitting there. They were great because they sat there one night while I was bartending, and I had this lady that just went off because we carded her; she didn't have her ID. Really wanted a, a Miller Light, refused to go out to her car and get it. You know, and I know she's of age, but policy is... She's standing right in front of a sign that says, we ID everyone. 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 So... I've seen people who are like 70 throw a fit because we ID them. I'm like, everyone. Everyone means everyone. Yeah. So, like, she made her her husband go out to the car and get the ID for her and bring it back and just got real shitty with me. And, like, I set the, the Miller Lite on the counter, gave it, you know, sold it to her after I saw her ID. She didn't tip, of course, so whatever, lady. Uh, you know, but the entire time she's sitting there, like, these two are making comments from the peanut gallery. Just get ribbing her up one side and down the other. Just like, well, maybe she really needs the beer, Mr. Mr. Kyle. I was just like, maybe, I don't know. And she's like, oh, fuck you too. And I'm like, well, you seem really pleasant. <laughs> I, I still have a couple customers that ask me about my back. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know if I talked about it on here, but it's been four years now ago. Four years ago, I had a seizure and I ended up um, not only busting my face open, but I had uh, compression fractures in five vertebrae in my back. Yeah. So there was literally... It was 12 weeks that I had to wear this massive back brace. Um, I had at least, at least two customers who thought it was a bulletproof vest. One, one that he, he admitted, like he said something to me and he was like, not going to lie, first place, I thought it was this, but I realized now it wasn't. It was just, he thought it was funny, so he told me. The second one, um, the second one, um, this dude went up to my GM at the time that was up in box office. And he was like, do, do you have a girl in the concession stand wearing a bulletproof vest? He's like, no, it's a back brace. 
which I, I feel the need to point out my back brace had my heart exposed. So it would have been the worst bulletproof vest ever if it was a bulletproof vest. But in that time, I had several customers that would see me and be like, oh, everything okay. And I had a couple that would, you know, every time they come in, they'd be like, oh, I see you're still wearing it. How are things going? Blah, blah, um, There's one that I know you know him. His name is Jeremy. He's the one that he has like no neck. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole bunch. He's got a whole host of health issues that we talked yeah, yeah, yeah. about. He always asks how I'm doing because we've we've compared stories. And then there's another one that I don't think he remembers what led to it. He just knows that I had broken my back. And every time he comes in, he's like, how's your back doing? Yeah. So the fact that there's customers that still ask me about that four years later, that's what I want. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. That's what I want back. Right. Yeah, no, the, the ones that, and like the ones that we've dealt with during, during the curbside pickups that we've done that have been, oh, we're excited to get back to the movies, that's that and the other. Those people yeah. tend to be the best customers anyway. I bought my gift cards to help out. I'm ready to come back and spend them now. Yep. Like, awesome. We're ready to get back and serve you. Like, we, we want to help you out, and we want you guys yeah. to enjoy the movies too. And those are the customers we look forward to. But like I said, there's this little little part of me, this little little devil on my shoulder that's always in conflict with the angel that's barely hanging out over here. That's just like, yes, Kyle, yes, let's pick a fight with the customer. Let's let's see let's see how far we can push them to get that f bomb out of them, shall we? And the angel's like, no, no, shit, why am I shackled over here? What's going on? You know. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to both the good and the bad because one, it means we're back to work. Two, it means content for the show. And three, I just I just like a good confrontation. What can I say? Like a good shit show. No. So I know you don't, but it's okay. You just toss them to me. I'll handle it. True. I handle. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. By the way, I just got the dinner. Will be ready in ten minutes. Oh. Okay. Fine. That's right. So, all right. So we got one last topic to cover real quick before we, before we end the show. Okay. So there's a, there was a rumor. It's coming from the Daily Mail out of the UK, which is eh, kind of- That should be your first red flag. Right. But now that it's been like picked up by actual respected news sources, uh, Amazon may or may not be buying AMC theaters or they may or may not be buying AMC networks. We're yeah. not sure yet. So AMC, along with you know several other streaming services that don't already have a studio, i.e. Netflix, have been shopping around, possibly looking at either networks or studios to, to buy up to help produce content for their streaming services. Sounds like a great idea in theory. Yeah. Amazon and AMC networks already have a great... Uh, working relationship as it is because Amazon and, and AMC work together on the shutter streaming service as well, which is horror specific. You and I were talking about it the other night on, mm-hmm. uh, in a little message. Um, so yeah, so it would almost make sense for, for Amazon to go ahead and buy AMC networks for them. That would get them into the cable game. It yeah. also immediately would help them bring over all that content, the walking dead, breaking bad, better call Saul all the shows that they have over there. Yeah. Now, granted, that's once those those deals that they have with Netflix end, but I digress. On the other hand, the rumor of Amazon buying AMC theaters has its own merits for Amazon. 
Amazon's already producing their own content as well, a smaller studio, but still a studio nonetheless. They want to get their films into contention for the Oscars every year, so they have to do a theatrical release anyway. Buying AMC, which let's be honest, Jeff Bezos could do either one of these options because he's almost a trillionaire, but that's another argument for another day. Could buy AMC theaters and potentially, you know, stock it with movies that they want to put out. There you go. We don't have to worry. It's going to be here, but it's also going to be here. We're not so much worried about profit on the theater so much as exposure for, for the content we have to help increase business one way or the other. So um, to me, I have to wonder what that would look like. Would they exclusively show only Amazon content or would they want to show like Tenet, Mulan, actually try and make a profit? They'll have 11,000 screens worldwide if they do it. Yeah. Up until very recently, this actually would have been illegal. Yes. There was a law on the books that studios could not own theaters. Right. Apparently that recently expired. I didn't realize that until this all came about. But that happened, for, that was illegal for a reason. Because think about it. Amazon owns AMC. What's stopping them from forcing AMC to show their movies? Right. And some people may be like, oh, it's a big deal. But... I mean, that, that pretty much takes AMC's choice out of it. They can't be like, okay, you know, not only can they say you have to show this movie, but they may say you have to show this movie and you're not going to show this other competing movie. Right. Or, okay, this isn't tracking well, but we're going to force you to put it in so many theaters. Yeah. Like, it, it gives them, the studios shouldn't be able to pick and choose. It shouldn't be able to force the theaters to do things. Right. There needs to be... A negotiation yeah because that amc can't be like well no we're gonna we're gonna do you know this or that we're gonna you know okay we'll give you this instead of what you want and there needs to be a negotiation there and if amc just struck if amazon just straight up owns amc that negotiation's out the window right and i i'm not comfortable with that no i'm not either and i'm glad you actually mentioned that law i'll have to find out what it's called and, and bring that up another yeah. time but uh, that law, I know that was actually a suit against Paramount Pictures back in the 1930s. That's what uh, I was thinking. I couldn't remember details, though. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm remembering my, my film history class. But uh, yeah, so, so Paramount got sued for that. And of course, it was not uncommon back then for Paramount to own their own theaters. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers to own theirs, United Artists, etc. Like for the longest time, United Artists still actually had movie theaters across the country they've been bought out since um but yeah it's basically it's an antitrust law that that prevents that from happening and it's a good thing because it actually creates competition yeah you know and and the other thing too is that when you look at the distribution model for now you know because imagine imagine a world where you would have to okay if i want to go see a universal title i have to go to this chain if i want to see a disney title i have to go to this chain like instead of just going to your local theater and seeing everything you want to see Okay, if I want to see this movie, I have to go into Kansas City. If I want to see this movie, I have to go to Independence. If I want to see this movie, I have to go to Blue Springs. If I want to see this movie, I can stay here in in town. You know, imagine having to travel to all these different chains just to see whichever movie. And having to figure out which which theater is showing which movie. Right. Again, as opposed to just, here's the theater I'm going to. Okay, I want to see this one obscure title. Maybe I have to go into Kansas City to see it. Yeah. But for the most part, I can stay here in town. Right. and see all the movies I want to see, or yeah. 90% of the movies I want to see. Right. 
there's another factor to this too. And it's one that we've kind of run into with some of our, our studios that we deal with on a regular basis. And that's negotiating what movies can go in there. If Amazon were to own, you know, Amazon studios were to own their own chain of theaters, they would sit there and they would negotiate their rates with the studios and force them to pay out through the nose, making Amazon an even bigger company than it already is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to deal with Disney wanting a certain percentage of ticket sales that honestly, that kind of hurts us, yeah. you know, you so, have to show yeah. it in this size theater for this many weeks. So. Right. right. So there's, there's pros for Amazon, but there's cons for, for the average consumer. And I think people need to, to be aware of that. Um, now, as far as Amazon buying AMC network, honestly don't have a problem with it. They want yeah. the content. I'm already subscribed. As much as I bitch about Amazon, they get me stuff on the cheap and they give me this, this cool little network and sure. it's got Jack Ryan and the boys on it and I'm good to go. Sure. If you want to throw Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad on there, by yeah. all means. Yeah. You know, so you're not going to lose me one way or the other. Yeah, no one's going to throw a fit about them buying AMC networks. Right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to buy AMC Entertainment, which is what the theater company is. Right. That's going to be a whole big ordeal that's probably going to end up going to court. Yeah. So, um, and unfortunately, with the expiration of that law and nobody going and getting it taken no care of. No one being in a rush to do yeah. it anyway. Yeah. So, it's something, it's something to keep an eye on, depending on which way this actually winds up going, if, whichever one's true. To me, it would honestly make more sense for AMC or Amazon to buy AMC Network. Agreed. Um, and I'm sure for them it will too. But then again, at the same time, there's one of the, you know, if there's no law stopping you from doing this, yeah. you know, do you do it or do you not do it? You know, do you follow yeah. the precedent of the last 70, 80 years or do you say to hell with it? And no, yeah, we're going to just show our shit. And if you want to play it in our theaters, well, you're going to play by our rules. So, yeah. you know, it, you know, there's, there's no, there's no way to see what's going to happen. So, but it's just something that, that we want to keep an eye on, especially for us in, in our industry. So, because yeah. when that happens, that will affect us too. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel sure that if that's the case, you know, our company and others, other competing chains won't want to go and help AMC theaters if they got bought by Amazon make more money because they're already a competitor and now they've got their content that they're constantly showing in their screens. Yeah. Well, they got enough. We'll go ahead and take everybody else's over here and play that. So, yeah. you know, it is, it, it, it's a weird situation and I'll be curious to see how it plays out, but hopefully it doesn't play out the way I think it would. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. You've got to go eat dinner. I have sure. to go figure out dinner and or pour another old fashioned. I haven't decided which yet. So um, if you, hit the subscribe button. Uh, you know, that way you can catch every show. If you want to leave us a, a review, one, we'd appreciate it too. You can do that either on, on any, any platform that you're listening to us on, including uh, podchaser.com slash MDMT. Uh, and then also feel free to follow us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. You can follow us on Facebook at my drunk movie theater. You can also email us at my drunk movie theater at gmail.com. Let's just see how many times I can say my drunk movie theater. Um, <laughs> yeah that's gonna do it for us this week um we'll keep you posted as to how how soon we get to go back to work because that's gonna be something we're gonna be following for the next few weeks obviously um i'm ready to go i i'm ready to get back to work so uh 
after after seeing success at the drive-in, uh, I, I want to get people back in our doors. Obviously, still want to do it safely, but yeah. So there we are. So for all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. <laughs>